This is Fast Bible Teacher, a brief daily nugget of fresh Bible goodness from me, Pastor Frank Delala of the Savior Community Church in Rockland County, New York. Looking at Jude verse 16. These are grumblers, malcontents, following their own sinful desires. They are loudmouth boasters, showing favoritism to gain advantage. So we started looking at this. We've done two episodes on this one, uh, and I've broken it into three sections, grumblers and malcontents, and here's the second part. They follow their own sinful desires. And this is sort of the center of the verse. In verse 15, he talks about how God is going to judge them for the harsh things they've said against him, that is Christ. And then verse 16 fills in the content of that, uh, starting with this grumbling malcontents. And then at the end, it talks about how they're boasting. So it's, it's the things that they say, these heretics, it's the things that they say against Christ through their false teaching, through their manipulation of the people of God. Well, at the middle of that, he says that they follow their sinful desires. He says uh, they are grumblers, malcontents, following their own sinful desires. So that's what motivates them. That's what moves them. Uh, as we said, in grumbling, there, there's more than just being discontent. It is an unbelieving, rebellious discontentment. The boasting, as we're going to see in a minute, is driven by deeper, sinful uh, motivations than just boasting. So, they're following their own sinful desires. He's going to say that again in verse 17, and we'll look at that again. Uh, next thing, they are manipulators. Now, why would I say they're manipulators? The text doesn't use the word manipulate, but I think if you really put it all together, you'll see. But two things, I'll, I'll break it up first. First, he says that they are boasters. Uh, they are loud-mouthed boasters. And uh, the text, uh, when it talks about them boasting, it literally means that, the, that something is excessively big or swollen. So I translated it, for example, even their mouths speak pompously. Right? They just have these swollen words. Now, here's something that I've learned, and I, I hope this doesn't uh, sound self-righteous, and I really hope it doesn't encourage self-righteousness, but I think it's just one of those things you come to learn, and that is this. If someone seems pompous and arrogant, uh, they by definition are, right? So, uh, and now how do you apply that? Well, you start by applying it to yourself. You know, are you the kind of person who's, who finds yourself frequently saying things like, I'm not bragging, but, or uh, the reason this happens is because I'm the best. You, you say these things that you wish weren't boastful and pompous, but they just by definition are. There's not a, there's not a sense of humility and, and gratitude built into those things. Here's the problem with boasting in our culture. Now, Jude sees this, and uh, as I said previously, you know, these are things that we see as sort of minor sins. Uh, for Jude, this is almost, uh, he has a little more to say about uh, the false teachers, but this is close to the culmination of what he has to say about how horrible the, the, the heretics are. And yet we see this as sort of just, you know, small sins that people do. Well, I think our culture contributes to that when it comes to being boasters. The problem in our culture is that if we see someone who is pompous, who's a boaster, who's arrogant, who's, whose actions are filled with hubris, we tend to let them off as being uh, not actually proud, but just insecure and covering it up. Well, that's, you know, a nice, tidy, sort of therapeutic, modern psychological approach to the problem. It's not the way the Bible approaches the problem. Uh, the Bible calls us to reject pride as sin. It calls us to reject loud mouth boasting speech as characteristic of uh, someone who is being motivated by their sinful desires. 
for me personally, I've come to the conclusion I will no longer excuse a braggart, including myself, as someone who is merely covering up insecurity. Really doesn't matter what motivates it. The reality of false pride is this, that we're not content to marvel at God. We feel the need to marvel at self. We've embraced a self-directed idolatry at the expense of giving glory to God. And, and there's so much of that going around now. We love to think of ourselves as smart or cool or important or funny or talented or good-looking or successful or tough. On the other hand, we want to think of ourselves as unique. Now, that goes good or bad. We're looking, on the one hand, to exalt ourselves, uh, to be the king of something, even if it's the king of poverty or trouble or pain or disease. Humans would rather be able to proclaim themselves the worst off in something than mediocre in everything. We just can't stand to live in a world where someone else is more distinguished than me, even if that someone is God. This sinful desire is so extremely destructive to our happiness because we were designed as God's images to organize everything in our lives to the end of his glory and not our own. But our broken egos won't let it be. So we struggle, we fight, we swell ourselves into a size that fits the portrait we'd like painted to honor the greatness that we imagine is me. For show links and notes for my Sunday Sermon podcast, And for the big show, A Frank Discussion with Jan Jacobs, go to fastbibleteacher.com.